0: Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick. <gasps> <laughs> hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Super Lead podcast.
1: Intro <laughs> oh. music. <me> <laughs>
0: Super Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hello. This week, we are talking about the book, um, Last Night at the Telegraph Club. I thought it was the last night at the Telegraph Club. But, oh, um, right. To, so
1: did I. Um,
0: so when I was like, <laughs> I was talking to someone about it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm reading The Last Night at the Telegraph Club. They're like, do you happen to... <gasps> Do you happen (laughs) to mean um, last night at the telegraph club? I was like, yes, it's by Melinda Lowe. And it is a historical fiction. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Um, So before we talk about it, let me read the book sleeve. That book, it was about two women and they fell in love with each other. And then Lily asked the question that had taken root in her. That was even now unfurling its leaves and demanding to be shown the sun. Have you ever f- heard of such a thing? 17-year-old Lily, who can't remember exactly when the question took root, but the answer was in full bloom the moment she and Kathleen Miller walked under the flashing neon sign of a lesbian bar called the Telegraph Club. America in 1954 is, an, is, I said a, is a nice place. <laughs> Yikes. America in 1954 is not a safe, safe place for two girls to fall in love, especially not in Chinatown. Red scare paranoia threatens everyone, including Chinese Americans like Lily, with deportation looming over her father, despite his hard-won citizenship. Lily and Kath risk everything to let their love see the light of day. The one thing that I would like to say is, um, and she actually talks about it at the end of the book and like the author's note. Um, I mm-hmm. guess because I haven't read a historical like piece that takes place in this time frame in such a long time, certain extremely outdated, like, terms for other people, like their mm-hmm. races, just, like, th- mm-hmm. like in the book, like, multiple times when, like, casually talking mm-hmm. about other people. hmm It was just, it, like, threw me off, and I, like, put, I flipped the book and, like, put it down for a minute, and I was like, okay, this is, like, a, his- a historically accurate as uh, as possible written style of book, so like this is going to happen it's just always difficult when it does because it's like uncomfortable to see it Mm -hmm. um that was like i the one thing that like i always have to now at this point in my life remind myself because i guess when you're in high school um reading books that took place in like the 1950s Or, like, the 1800s, it's, like, it's just normal, casual. I just don't choose to read those books often anymore. So, like, Mm -hmm. having certain phrases that I'm like, oh, gosh, (laughs) I forgot this is a word that was used.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing about, like, language and, like, the process of, like, learning different cultures and stuff like that is, like, obviously, I think, like, a lot of people look at the United States and... It's, I mean, generally it's described as like a melting pot of cultures as opposed to Mm. like more traditional European countries or Asian countries that have generally like more of a, trying to think of how to phrase it. Like, I think like most of Europe and like Asia are perceived as being like, this is like where these people are from and they've come to the United States Mm. because we completely erase all like native people's experiences in the US, but mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. Um <laughs> but you have this like idea that like, oh yeah, there's always been like neighborhoods of people of different languages and we've always had the, like the experience of like mixed culture in the US. And it's like more of a thing that just like you nowadays would never like really like speak to someone. I mean, obviously people do, but like you, it's not necessarily like acceptable that you would like speak to someone in a specific way Mm -hmm. or like openly, like without any hesitation or like without any discomfort on your own half, uh, like speak to them like in a way of like almost like talking down to them or like asking them questions. Like, I think every person that Lily meets at one point is like, oh,
0: you're asian you're
1: chinese <laughs> huh so do you speak english Did you see and she's like, like it's just like <laughs> yeah why? they're like why, oh, why don't would you, do you, do you, do you talk to someone like girl that over here. they're like do you speak english and she's like yeah i was born here and they're like oh you speak english and she's like i was born here I, like
0: here in san francisco <laughs> were you
1: born in san francisco <laughs> probably no not. probably a fucking transplant
0: yeah it was just uh i get because it's of it's a time period book, just like hey, hey, Sweeney, did you see this Asian girl over here? Where did you come from? Like, yeah, at a party, <laughs> like, what is going on here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just it was just like very jarring because <laughs> what was the last book we read bedazzled last, <laughs> yeah. So, the, like, reading this, I was like, let's uh-oh. go. Um, and I'm not saying that this is like a bad book, um, at all. Um, i thought this book was going to be like a lot longer but there is like a huge section um devoted to i would, i don't want to say like a what is it the author's note and then um a bibliography there we go um which mm-hmm. i i haven't seen one of those in a book in a long time
1: Those are normally, those are normally in like textbooks or research papers. They're not often. I feel like even historical books that are, um, that like obviously like authors that write specific historical time periods or Mm -hmm. uh, use like actual nonfiction events in their text, they wouldn't normally add that into the text. I don't think, I think you just have like the implication that things are Mm well-researched. But, like, this obviously is, like, a very specific time period. There's lots of, like, each part of the book is broken up by a timeline. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that because this is such, like, a specific time period and a lot of, like, pretty specific events that happen in the book technically, like, fictionally or inspired by real events that happened, the author felt, like, the need to have, like, this explicit reference guide kind of in the back so you could see, like, the exact... um, like all the information and the text that she was pulling from as she was writing.
0: No, uh, I actually really enjoyed like following along with Lily. Cause I felt like the descriptions and the writings of like a person, like it felt really, really believable. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially like for someone in like the 1950s to be like, Oh my God, like the, the feelings or like the idea of like going to like, a lesbian like drag bar Mm -hmm. it's just like so wild to me um when i went to san francisco i went to a speakeasy and like there were like secret rooms in this place like legitimately like a bookcase opened behind me at one point i was like what the fuck how do i get in there (laughs) um and i felt like that was very much the vibe of the telegraph club where it's just like it felt like there were (laughs) there could be secret rooms here where, like, mm-hmm. Tommy Andrews could perform.
1: <laughs> the I think this specific time period is so interesting, too, because it's such, like, an interesting time period in, like uh, like, queer history, because, mm-hmm. like, in the 50s and 60s, there was obviously, like, a lot of, like, feminist liberation that was happening, so, like, people were transitioning more so out of, like, after like, after World War II, people were coming back home, and, like, there was a lot of expectations of, like, women to become housewives again, and they were, like, pushed out of factories. Um, Yeah, I think there was, like, a huge cultural shift in, like, the 50s and 60s where women were starting to wear more masculine clothing Mm -hmm. um, and have, like, more, be, like, a little bit more acceptable to have, like, more masculine positions and stuff, but it was still, Mm -hmm. like, i'm pretty sure illegal to be like openly queer or anything like that and obviously like it was still like um like in the dsm as like a mental illness to be like gay at all so Mm -hmm. it was like this weird balance of like things are changing and like you can kind of have this space where you can have like the telegraph club where you can have women be there and like performing and wearing pants and going out together but you can't you have to just like pretend that they aren't all kissing each other as soon as they get inside <laughs> I don't know Walk in. Yes. <laughs> um but it you knows like this kind of like this weird paranoia that existed in that time frame I think because people were like so scared of like everything that was happening that they would almost like consciously like turn the other cheek when they saw things they weren't supposed to, but they were also like a lot of people were more willing to like rat people out and like really nope. ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shirley. <laughs> Shirley's a bitch. That's it. That's the tweet.
0: That's the story. And that's um, the book.
1: <laughs> I think, uh, I think the thing that was really interesting about this specifically was because this. The main character is Chinese and her parents were both like uh, first generation or like Im- they, she's like first generation her parents were the ones who immigrated into the U.S. Mm-hmm. so there's like a few like brief moments of, of like flashbacks to when her parents are younger and they, they're mm-hmm. meeting or like when she's like younger and stuff and there's a lot of like moments that are kind of mirrored between their generations where they're kind of yeah. having the same experiences where the mom is like seen like chinese women out in public like just being like existing yeah or like a Chinese. she sees like a chinese woman like kissing her husband and or something or she's mm-hmm. like she feels comfortable enough to kiss her husband in public and she's like it's like this ev- extremely like
0: a very american thing to do
1: it's like yeah it's like a very freeing like moment mm-hmm. and you kind of start to see that like unfold with lily where she starts to like she like the first thing is she finds like that, like old, like noir book in the, the thrift store. Not <laughs> the lesbians. And she's like, oh my God, women are kissing. They can do that. Um, wait a minute wait, she... a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: Women are kissing in this women economy.
1: <laughs> but then she like, all I lo- I think my favorite part at the beginning of the book is like all the little moments where like Lily sees like a woman who's like dressed more masculine and mm-hmm. she like has her arm around someone else or like she just sees like a group of women and it's maybe it's like maybe they aren't like gay but she like can feel some kind of like kinship to them just from like, like seeing like, how they're expressing themselves
0: When was the first time? So I I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to think like Lily can probably I mean we probably see for the first time in the book at one point like gay gay people like through her eyes for the first time Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you saw like a queer couple just like existing in front of you?
1: <laughs> my ring of keys moment. Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, just like the first time you looked at someone was like, oh, these people are are gay or like queer.
1: I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, it was probably no, to be honest, it was probably like my mom's cousin because I think that that would probably be like i mean i probably saw like gay people and i was like whatever but like i yeah. think like my so my mom's cousin is gay and he lives with his husband mm-hmm. and we would like go and like stay with them because they live by the beach and i was just like very nice to just be like oh these two guys are just like roommates oh they're roommates like,
0: and they were roommates
1: they're not roommates
0: they're not roommates Hold on.
1: <laughs> um that was so, very like, to be honest is probably it yeah
0: yeah i i, I was probably
1: really young
0: I don't you were I don't probably know. much more like accustomed to it than I was oh like my parents
1: it? like yeah my parents I mean my parents are fucking hippies yeah hi dad I know you're listening <laughs> um I think no I think my I had um I had like a uh when I was like very little so I don't remember this but like one of my dad's grad students was our babysitter for a while mm-hmm. and like we're still friends with her like I've babysat her daughter now and Aww. stuff so like with like we're still friends it's very mm-hmm. nice but she used to like <laughs> I don't know I was probably like three or four and she was like do you remember when I used to like babysit you and like you were part of like my studies that I did and I was like what she's like yeah I was doing like research studies on like the influence she's a librarian she's like doing the mm. research she's on like the influence of like books on children and if it would like fuck them up
0: uh-huh Interesting. <laughs> she's like
1: i don't know i used to read you books about like kids who have two moms and then watch you to see if you would have nightmares and it's like no i don't remember that at all i was like Three. what the she's fuck like... <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think she was the point she's trying to make she's trying to disprove that that, that's oh, complete like, nonsense that, like, ex- that like exposing a child to like any <laughs> kind of like out quote unquote outlandish like Mm -hmm. culture or something with that would like fuck them up i don't know (laughs) but like so i'm pretty sure like any like initial experience i had with like gay culture was like i was very young too too soft brain i was babby
0: babby um you know it was just really interesting because i think (laughs) out of the books that we've read like lily like I guess, like, seeing queer people existing for the first time is was just, like, written in such a way that was, like, like, I felt it. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. Not to say I vibed with it, but, like, the... It was a vibe. It it truly was. I was reading it. I was like, yeah, I I think I can remember, like, my first experience, like, being underage and going into a bar, let alone, like, a queer bar, just, like... Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And seeing, like, I guess, like, a my first, like, queer performer, like, I, I can remember mm-hmm. all of it. And it's like, reading this was like, very like, Oh, yeah, I remember that first time it was like, very um, nice to read. Um, but mm-hmm. also, like, I think that um, the thing that I really liked the most about it was like, the many different descriptions of the different like characters that she comes across
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think that was just like super enjoyable um, and like I didn't know if we were ever going to meet Tommy Andrews like ever if it was just going to be like a,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the end of the a book we meet Tommy <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um, um. yeah I mean I definitely like had the sense of like okay so if we meet this character they're going to be like kind of a disappointment because <laughs> Because <laughs> I think that's like a thing that's always kind of like, mm-hmm. in the sense that like don't ever meet your heroes, heroes. kind of thing. But I yeah. think that all of the, uh, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think all of the characters that were introduced, and like all you so so like the book starts off with like Lily kind of being like an observer of the, this like culture and stuff i guess and Mm -hmm. kind of like being curious about it and then she does eventually like end up going to the telegraph club and like being in the same space as like all of these women that she's been like watching Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you do like meet a lot of them and they're actually like very nice people but it is just like kind of interesting how like human a lot of them are because i think i mean and that's like realistic though because i think a lot of like younger kids probably would see like someone that they like aspire to be whether that be someone who's like Mm -hmm. open about their sexuality or like giving like a gender presentation that they identify with or something like that and then you actually meet them and they're kind of just like no they're just a they're just a person like you yeah um and a lot of times it's like yeah they're older so you can do whatever you want when you're an adult yeah (laughs) Um, but they have like the freedoms to like express themselves and stuff to a way that like is not technically possible for her when she's still like living at home with her parents who are yeah like very conservative.
0: When, um, I think the character's name is Jean, that comes, like, down to visit. And, like, she's, like, she has a, like, she lives, I think, with, like, another, like, lesbian. And it's just, like, wait, pe- what is going on? Like, these people, like, people can just exist and be. And it's, like, so, mm-hmm. uh, such, like, a learning experience. Um, And I felt, like, mm-hmm. that was such, like, a an interesting and fresh, like, take because... I think um it's different than like a lot of the different things that we have read uh, in the past mm-hmm. especially like again like having just read bedazzled um this is just like a, such a right opposite book
1: I think I think we initially read like a lot of books where it was more of a traditional like coming out story so it mm-hmm. is kind of like the character is either like worried like warrantedly or not that like their Mm. direct like family would maybe not be accepting exactly of their situation like that Mm. and then we kind of like completely flipped and we've been reading a lot of books lately that have kind of been like almost the like the aspirational stories where it's kind of like Mm -hmm. yeah these characters are queer but that's not what this is about that just happens to be like part of their like character design yeah so it like adds elements to the book and it makes it like it does like it's not like it's an irrelevant part of their story but it's not the part of their story
0: yeah and now
1: we've like completely gone backwards literally in time to a point where it's not even like whether or not her parents were accepting of her or not, like she doesn't mm-hmm. know that, but just the fact that it's like literally illegal and it's just not accepted in society at all.
0: Yeah. And I think also having the timeline in the book that you mentioned previously, each part of the book is broken up into, I think there's like four or five parts of this book. I
1: think there's six.
0: I think you're right. But there's a timeline before each of them, which is, I, I think, really helpful just to like put mm-hmm. in perspective, like where we are, um, especially like at the beginning, um, like having like 1950 Senator just Joseph McCarthy produces a list list of alleged communists working in the State Department, and then like um, where everything is in 1950 at, uh, after July 4th, um, the Supreme Court rules that homosexuals have the right to public assembly, for example, in a bar. I looked at Mm that I was like this is really interesting I wonder like how this is going to like play into the book and then obviously like the book is about like the the journey to uh the telegraph club and like the different times that Lily goes and the people that she meets there um it was just interesting to see like because in my lifetime I've always been able to go after I turned 21 (laughs) legally Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. obviously in like my dad was maybe born I think in nineteen fifty. Mm -hmm. 70 yeah
1: that sounds right
0: yeah um so in his lifetime that like that was a thing it had just become like legal for queer people to gather the bar not to say that the the bar isn't still gonna get raided but um
1: right it was no longer like just the fact that they were in the same space together mm -hmm. that was like liable for the police to break it up but they had to like Actually, catch them in quote unquote in the act of homosexuality mm-hmm. to arrest them at all. Um, but yeah, that kind of like breakthrough of like they could literally just be like standing in the same space, not even looking at each other, just like staring mm-hmm. at the wall.
0: <laughs> they're being but gay, they're a bunch of gays. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I that's... see
1: you're all wearing cuffed jeans. <laughs> I'm mm.
0: literally wearing cuffed jeans right now.
1: <laughs> I know you are.
0: <laughs> you're like, I can smell them from here, the cuff. The jeans <laughs> and you're wearing acid wash so i guess it's just where we are i thought that in this book there would be more of the like or, like would we ever find out what was going on like w- were like will and his brother oh like communist like were we ever gonna mm-hmm. find that out I feel like this yeah. book could have been like a hundred more pages, and I would have it been fine with know. it. No, if
1: they had gone further into that, because there is, is like a subplot of mm-hmm. one of um, one of Lily's friends, like dating a boy who's like suspected of being a communist, and he is like her father is like interrogated. About it, and he gets his immigration papers withheld because they think that he's like conspiring with the communist party. Mm-hmm. Um, because he refuses to say that he doesn't like for certain that he knows that this like boy who is literally like a a child. I think he's like eighteen. Yeah, I think he's a college um, student. A communist. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and like, granted, I don't think finding out was important, <clears throat> but I was like invested. Yeah. Like, I wanted to, like, know if Lily's dad was going to be safe, like, if this was the, th- like, you know, the, I think it was the FBI being racist. Yeah. Which it, it probably was indeed that, knowing the time of, Right, like,
1: yeah, no, a lot of, like, communist accusations that ex- mm-hmm. happened during the McCarthy era were basically just, like, a front for racism. Yeah. it's
0: basically and the Salem like, Witch Trials.
1: Get rid of immigrants and, like... Mm-hmm remove licenses from people who were like maybe like openly queer or anything like that it was like a lot of Mm -hmm. it was just failed bigot bigotry
0: yeah Um, you know like the
1: u.s always be doing it's our tradition we love to see it Um, yeah uh
0: but yeah i think i was just like really invested in that part of the storyline and then when i I guess i hit the end of the book and i was like wait what?" Mm. what
1: yeah i feel like the book definitely um it felt it felt like it could have I could have it could have had more it definitely Mm -hmm. it didn't it wasn't unsatisfying um because it did ends kind of at like a like kind of like an and it felt like it felt like it ended at like the end of a chapter of like kind of a character arc and it was kind Mm -hmm. of like it was a conclusion of like a portion of her life which is kind of just the whole book is really just take you know except for some of the flashbacks that are put in for like background of the characters and stuff Mm -hmm. the whole thing kind of just takes place like within less than a year I think
0: yeah it's like a Um, year and then um the epilogue which I think takes place a year later
1: yeah the epilogue is the next year but Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't an unsatisfactory end but it was definitely um not everything was like tied together Mm -hmm. was not all like loose ends were tied at the end of the book for sure
0: I did feel upon like when I first had finished it Mm -hmm. I felt like it ended on like a cliffhanger and then the epilogue happened and I was like okay that like kind of tidied it a smidge for sure yeah um, I feel less like that now and it's been like I want to say three days since I finished it I feel like Mm -hmm. I finished this book very quickly because I thought I was going to run out of time and then Mm -hmm. the one day I read 150 pages and I was like wait when uh, that's not and I like went back multiple times to like check the math and I was like when did I do this when Mm -hmm. did I read this today
1: definitely has the um the vibe which I kind of love in a book where you start off kind of slow and you build up and you're kind of paced very well mm-hmm. and not that the book like feels rushed towards the end but you no. hit a point in the book where you're just like okay well I'm not putting it down until I'm done.
0: No, exactly. You kind of
1: read like the first like half of the book at like a probably like average pace whatever and then you kind mm-hmm. of just like finish it and you're like wait it's over I'm done.
0: Yeah, I I think when I was getting close to the end I was like the no 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 no, not possible i couldn't have finished this book this early because usually i finished maybe a day before we record our episodes Mm -hmm. um that way it stays fresh in my mind um but i like actively on my days off i was i spent the majority of the day reading and it didn't feel like i like sat and read and it was just like oh i have to read it was like no i want to read this book Mm -hmm. um and i normally with like historical books or like books that have like bit like the i guess like past historical events like weigh heavily on the plot um Mm -hmm. they're usually just like not my cup of tea but i was like very surprised i'm allowed to like books that aren't about teenagers in 2020 what Mm
1: -hmm. poisonly i love a historical drama i feel like Mm -hmm. i normally read books that i I feel like my my main jam is either books mm-hmm. that take place in like 3020, mm-hmm. or books that take place in like 1864. So you're
0: like, just like Fergie, who says you're so 2000 late,
1: and I'm 3008 or whatever. Yeah,
0: whatever the line is.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I like. I like super like futuristic like sci-fi or mm-hmm. I like really like old historical like um regency era shit but this was like so uh this was very good though i like really enjoyed it
0: did you how did you find this book
1: a friend recommended it to me
0: because it came out last um, year i think
1: yeah i i have a, like a handful of really good friends who are librarians mm-hmm. so every once in a while i'll like just throw something into our group chat and i was like hey give me what's a give me a queer book to read let's go um mm-hmm and so um, she recommended this. Um, she said it was really good. And she was right.
0: Yes. Yeah, I actually was wary going into it because I was like, oh, this is a book that takes place in the 1950s and like communism and like the fear of like being caught while being out. while mm-hmm. like, you know, j- like doing anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be such a heavy book. I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. do this right now. Um and I was very wrong and very pleasantly surprised with mm-hmm. like how en- like enjoyable it was.
1: Yeah, I will say for like how um, dramatic of setting the book has, it's like a mm-hmm. very light read and it was very enjoyable. Like there's still tension and stuff throughout mm-hmm. and obviously there's like conflict, but it never feels like really devastating.
0: No. And I think also the thing that was nice, um because it's been so long since I've been like out at a bar, like sitting down watching a show with friends, like seeing
1: mm-hmm.
0: a person like experience that for the first time, and like the the joy at it is, that like sometimes being at a bar with friends, sometimes not, yeah. obviously. but like the joy of just like randomly meeting a, like a stranger in line for the bathroom and you start like talking. Or like you compliment the performer and then it's like, oh yeah, like you should come out next week. Like it would be so nice to see, like just like the like weird happenstance of bars. Yeah. and like.
1: I love that shit. I love, yeah, yeah. I miss going to drag shows. Um, I miss
0: being a drag queen. (laughs) This also,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also got kind of sad while I was reading this because like two weeks ago i think Mm -hmm. the toasted walnut like officially closed down i heard like and it's just like really devastating because that was like the only like bar that i liked going to in in philly Mm -hmm. um as much as i love going out to see you wherever you're performing in drag i like generally just don't never felt like don't feel like particularly comfortable going to those spaces usually like by myself Oh yeah, um, I and the toasted is the just same like way. So that's nice. why I
0: always like having friends there because usually yeah. the performers bring like all of their friends and like it's always so nice when I'm able to get like even just one person there.
1: And oh I feel God. like it.
0: So many of my pictures from Frankie Bradley's are of you and I, or like you, like Nicole and I, was I just there or just to like hang something out and get free drinks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I think uh, as, as like, rooted in, th- in the, like, the time period that this book is in, like, the 50s, hmm. um, I think there's still, like, only, I don't know, like, less than 30 actual, like, lesbian bars in the U.S. like, currently. Yeah. And now there's one less. And It just made me really sad. But um, it was just, like, really, but, yeah, like you were saying, especially since we've been, like, we've all been inside for over a year, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's been really nice. It was really nice to kind of read the way that, like, the bar is described and kind of just, like, all the people just kind of, like, sitting around in, like, booths together. And you just, like, sit down next to a stranger and you just strike up a conversation. Yeah. And you all just, like hang out for the night and enjoy the show and it was like very comforting like familiarity of like being in like a queer bar
0: which is funny because like i guess if you would ask me in like june like oh what do you miss of last year i wouldn't have been like oh i really just miss like going to gay bars because it wasn't like a huge part of my life um
1: i miss going to trivia night
0: yeah it's just like there are little things i don't miss like the the place per se i miss like certain things about the place but like obviously Mm -hmm. like the toasted walnut being closed is like a huge like a like a big it's
1: devastating and all landlords should be tried and executed can i um
0: (laughs) can i ask you why didn't it close because
1: the owner wasn't able to pay rent because they haven't had any business over through the fucking pandemic and the landlord of the building was hiking up rent and asking them to pay more it was like twelve thousand dollars a gone. month or something like that yeah they they forced them out on purpose they yeah. like were not being yeah
0: it's probably gonna be another shitty like jock strap bar or something
1: it's fucking gonna be some bullshit Yeah, it's like it's just devastating it sucks
0: i really wanted to go go there because i like a few of the friends that i have have performed there um i just know that's not it wasn't my space to go to um
1: i mean i think it was the i think that not to get not to get all political mm -hmm. about infighting in the (laughs) queer community but i personally and i guess this is somewhat skewed in my favor because i guess this is more of my space but like i feel like i've always felt more comfortable in like lesbian spaces when it comes to like people who are like more like feminine or like gender fluid presenting Mm
0: -hmm. as
1: opposed to a lot of like gay bars are very like kind of um (laughs) I don't know. I've just gone into like one too many gay bars without like a like gay friend with me, or Mm -hmm. like I've like gone outside for a second, come back in, and you just get like shitty looks from people. Yeah, it just sucks. And I feel like they that like like traditional lesbian bars are just more welcoming, kind of in general to everyone.
0: I haven't been to one. I just I never want to enter a space that. Like, isn't meant for me. Um, so like entering one that, like, maybe it would be best if I didn't, like, if this isn't the space for me, like, I totally understand that. Um, yeah, but
1: I don't think you have, like, really, uh, like
0: threatening male aura.
1: <laughs> you do not, yeah, you do not have a threatening male aura, like, you would not walk into a space. Mm -hmm. and like be like all right i'm in charge let's go like you're very like you have like good energy
0: i feel like it's very difficult to like fully discuss the book too without being like and then this happened, and then that you know the story there Mm -hmm. it is um because there's one specific event that like i think is like the super dramatic like you pulled the wrong thread and Mm -hmm. we knew the thread was going to be pulled at some point Mm-hmm. That, like brings everything tumbling down mm-hmm. um and that's like the i felt like i was on like a roller coaster that like it was like a normal like oh yeah you're on you're on a roller coaster it's like you know it's gonna drop out from underneath you at some point but you've gotten comfortable you mm-hmm. don't know when it's coming mm-hmm. and then it happens and you're like oh shit
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all of the shit has hit the fan all of
1: it Everything hits the fan at once.
0: Yes, and that was actually kind of enjoyable in this book. Not that I like liked watching it happen, but like it felt like the pacing of the book was really good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and it felt like a good like we got this shit going on now. Um, Mm -hmm. I think -hmm. that was the nice thing about the book was the pacing. Like little Mm -hmm. by little, it like starts revving up, and I think that's just like in my like dumb brain that like i'm like oh yeah historical like a historical fiction this can't be like fun or interest. no it can be <laughs> i've just it read too many be. for school and
1: they're all boring well not to no whatever fuck society um <laughs> i don't know what i was gonna say yeah um but can i knock think my like schooling <laughs> no fine. i but not know i think generally things that are considered like a good like uh the american novel are all things that are written by like cis white men and they Mm -hmm. do have like an extremely boring take on life because nothing interesting happens to them so um (laughs) um, that's how you really
0: feel sophie (laughs)
1: um but i think like a lot of things that are considered like the (laughs) consider the traditional like american novel are things that are written by like cis white men Mm -hmm. and just like I don't know it when you're like when you're literally like at the top of the food chain historically like what tension is there for you to create <laughs> I don't know yeah. like what what's going on in your life that is like a risk
0: I think I I I'm not kidding for the first time I try not to read if we're doing something for the podcast like the like praise for whatever beforehand mm-hmm. because I don't want it To like influence how I feel About the book I want to read it and then Look at it afterwards and be like oh yeah this Like I agree with this mm-hmm. um, The finest LGBTQIA romance I've read in ages her depiction of first love Is so real that I experienced it In long since forgotten Corners of my own heart like yeah I feel That
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: But yeah no I, I Actually like quite enjoyed reading this book I the the one thing That I said at the beginning like it's just like me having to adjust that this is like a, a period piece novel, um, and that's sadly how people spoke to each other. Um,
1: yeah, I think that that is one <laughs> thing that I would say with like a gentle warning is that because this takes place in the fifties and six, know, 50, six blah, blah. The because early this 50s. takes place, <laughs> yeah, because this takes place in the early fifties, there's a lot of terminology that's used to describe people. Um, that would not be culturally appropriated at all right now
0: no but yeah, i i i think this would be like a really interesting thing to add to your like to be read list and to actively read um i think this is so mm-hmm. nice it was so refreshing because it's so different very good choice sophie
1: yeah no i think that this book is like very sweet and um surprisingly like pleasant to read Mm -hmm. and like really refreshing and i would recommend it to anyone really i think that even if you don't traditionally read historical fiction Mm -hmm. um you still won't like it won't it's not so it's still like written it's still like written modernly in a sense like the Mm -hmm. the the style of writing and stuff it's is like has like a very modern tone to it, even if it is like historically, yeah, very accurate. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I um also like it just reminded me of like the really pleasant time I had visiting my brother in San Francisco. Like it it just Aww. brought that forward. Um, but yeah, I, I do. You have anything else you wanted to add? I know this is no, probably going to be like a shorter it. episode, but like
1: I said, what I said
0: i said what i said and i stand by it
1: i think that's it i think you should go read last night at the telegraph club
0: i think you should too i wholeheartedly agree yeah all right well
1: 10 out of 10,
0: <laughs> ten. <laughs> we vibed um all right well then <laughs> we've been talking about last night at the telegraph club by melinda lowe and uh yeah it it's been a, a good time. Thanks for chatting with me, Sophie.
1: Any time.
0: <laughs> I like the part where your brain was just loading what you were about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green. And you've been listening to the Super Lit Podcast.